Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Welcome back, dear friends. It's so wonderful to be with you all on the Art Witch Podcast. I am your host, Zanetta, and thank you so much for tuning in. Last month, I took a little bit of a break, and it was so, so needed. There was so much that came up in my field, so much that needed to be managed and held with loving care and tenderness, and I feel very, very thankful for having that time, though... I very much missed being on the podcast. I missed being with you all. I missed sharing this work. And now I am just so happy to be back. I am sending out a newsletter today. And I talk a little bit about how the new year didn't really feel like a new year. It's actually starting to feel like the new year. Really just now, February 1st. I'm recording this on January 31st and just kind of took all month to clear the energies that were coming up from the Venus retrograde. And I think just having a reprise of 2021 stuff come up. February 1st feels like I'm I'm landing here in the new year, finally, with the new moon in Aquarius. So today's episode is going to be a creativity reading. It's the first one of 2022. So if you have never listened to this before, I will share how it works, break it all down, all that good stuff. But if you have been tracking these for a while, listening into the podcast, welcome back. And I am really, really interested to see how this reading in particular, because the cards were super, super juicy how this reading in particular fits as a puzzle piece into the amazing picture of your life and your journey as an art witch. Before we get started, I have a couple announcements. First one is that year ahead readings are now open. I am doing year ahead readings for the month of February, and these readings are designed to give you a really beautiful and clear picture of what's happening from February 2022 through January 2023. I am super excited about these readings. They have been a constant companion with me on my art witch journey. And I've been reading for several seasons for several folks, and it's really wonderful to see how people are working with these readings. I often use them as a way to re-anchor, especially in the storm, especially in the highs and lows of a year. If I know I'm going through a high transition or a period where I have a lot of questions and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of landing points or a lot of answers that are surfacing within myself, 
I think it's nice to have some guideposts along the seasonal and annual journey. I will say that sometimes these readings are reflective in nature. They challenge us to really cue into the energies rather than to just predict them. And I love predictions. I have always enjoyed that aspect of doing divination um, and doing psychic work. But I also think there's something really potent about building relationships with the energies of the cards. So as someone who's been reading for many years now, year ahead readings for myself and for other people, I am very interested in how we get to know a card. We get to know the subtle energies and track them where we get to sense like what is the lovers for us in our lives? How has it visited before? How will it visit now? How will it maybe visit in the future? Developing a language and an understanding of symbolic language of the universe. I'm very, very thrilled to offer these. They're only happening February, 2022. So like right this month, I will leave the link down below. I think there's only one sliding scale spot open as I'm recording this. But if you are uh, a BIPOC person or Two-Spirit LGBTQIA+, or if you're chronically ill or disabled, I offer sliding scale spots. So there's one left for this year. These readings are pretty massive. They're about an hour and a half. So if you schedule, please schedule knowing that and just understanding that it's on the longer side. The next announcement I have is that there is a new YouTube video coming out today. So if you're listening to this podcast on February 1st, the new moon in Aquarius, there is a new YouTube video coming out and I'm so, so excited. I am sharing my magical, creative journeys and musings from this past winter. I'm going through some reflections, some work that I've been doing, how I've been kind of tracking the winter season this year. It's something that I enjoy uh, checking out from other artists and from other witches. So I am sharing my own winter reflections. That video is on my YouTube channel at Sound Art Magic. That's the name of the YouTube channel. And I'll also leave a description for that down below. And without further ado, let us get into the reading. So this reading is a three card tarot spread. It is interesting. There were a few extra cards that popped out this reading. So I decided to roll with them to feel them out and to see what extra clarity they wished to share with us. I call this spread the door, the lock and the key. For those of you who are familiar, you know what's up with this. But for those of you who are new, the door, which is the first card, is essentially what is being offered to us this lunar cycle. What's the invitation of this lunar cycle? How can we access our higher selves? What are we invited to expand uh, or evolve into? You know, what is the invitation this lunar cycle? The second card is called the lock. It's essentially what is going to challenge us from answering that invitation. You know, what might challenge us and also help us grow. And then the third card is the key. This is really what unlocks things. I interpret this several ways. It can be a tangible step. It can be something that really helps us conceptualize and understand and organize what the first card was, the invitation. And it can also be something that just really makes sense. You know, it's like something we can actually do. 
that may be a little less, I want to say abstract or grand or super energy. (laughs) So let's get into it. The invitation for this lunar cycle is the lovers. Wow. How perfect is that? This year, 2022, if we numerologically add up two plus zero plus two plus two, that adds up to six. So this year is the lover's card, key number six in the tarot. In my YouTube video, I talk about how I've been working with the lovers and how I've been conceptualizing it, but I'm going to go into a little bit of that in a moment. But what I'm picking up from this card is there is this energy of perception, choice, and what we choose to place our energy and attention on. This is a deep, deep concept, and it is all the difference often between kind of moving through one situation and then experiencing it in a totally different way. So let me give you an example. Imagine you're in your current circumstances. You've got your current job or way you're doing things. You've got your current living circumstances and say you have one perception of it. You're like, oh, things aren't so great. Things are really tough. Like this is really, really rough. There's aspects of it that is just so displeasing and you're never quite happy. And then imagine you have the same circumstances, but your perception shifts, your way of viewing your situation shifts, your mental filter essentially shifts. And here's the kicker. The lovers reminds us that there is a choice. There is a choice involved with how we see things, how we receive care, how we receive love, how we experience love. It's very easy for the filter of the mind and perception to color experience, to color circumstances, to color a situation in a very particular way so that it can be hard to receive the joy or the nourishment or the abundance of that experience. And we are being invited this lunar cycle to access all the goodness, the sweetness, all the joy, all the love, all the support, all the ways that we are held and cared for to really, really be attuned to that. That may not feel easy. And I think that the second card is really speaking to this a lot. Prior experiences, prior struggles, things that are out of your control really, really influence how your mental filter shapes your perception of the world. Because in the second card, we have two cards that arrived. We have the seven of wands, and we had the world in reverse. So what particular defenses are activated at this time? What particular things are charged and triggered or are just being, yes, the word I would say is activated. And how is that really informing the way that we take action and the way that we proceed and the way that we see others? And the way that we engage with others, this is really, really interesting. For many of us, our defenses are really high. At least that's what's being shared in this reading space, that our defenses have been really high and for quite some time. 
much of that is not in our control. It's very challenging to just be and to care for the being that we are in the world. But there is some semblance of choice and it is in the noticing. It is in the awareness that this is where we are. It is in the understanding that there is more to this life experience than the defensive mechanisms that may have been activated or even the ways that we have survived. There is more and we're being invited to access that, to choose that for ourselves. Because we have quite a bit of power. We have quite a bit of agency, at least over our minds, at least over what we decide we're going to interpret things as, how we decide we're going to perceive things, how we decide we are going to interpret and make sense and organize things, and what story will be written thus forth that will impact the way that we journey forward. Yes, indeed, we have much agency in that department. When I see this world in reverse and I see this seven of wands coming up, ask yourself where you are building up high walls. Ask yourself where those boundaries have become so firm or so brittle that there's no possible way that the abundance or the joy or the love or that which you truly and deeply desire can reach you. And I know that's not a wonderful thing to hear, but it's also can be a very gentle exploration. It does not need to be like a microscopic evaluation. It doesn't need to be super intense. It can be very, very loving. And I encourage you to do it almost in a humorous way. Oh yeah, like there I go. That's me kind of getting squirrely or getting crabby. I mean, you're talking to someone who is a cancer son in the 29th degree. I, (laughs) I can really feel this hardcore. I know what it means to go and build up some nice, nice solid walls and to be like, no thanks to everything. (laughs) But I am going to say this, there's a way for you to be safe. There's a way for you to be well. There's a way for you to do these things, but you have to build in the mental realm pieces that really show you and really help you integrate the wholeness of of what life has to offer. Yes, life has struggles. Yes, life has incredible joys, happiness that is boundless and seemingly endless, and grief that can feel like the bottom of the Mariana Trench. There's so, so much. We are charged with the responsibility of having to weave in and balance our own filters, our own perceptions, our own understanding of the world and specifically in the mind. And this is where the lovers is like really, really singing. There are a few suggestions that the tarot has for us this lunar cycle as to how we can truly get into this. The first one is the page of pentacles. Baby, get in that body. Do not hold back. Do not hold back on the pleasure. Do not hold back on the joy of sensate pleasure. This is so key. It is a extreme balancer to be embodied. 
It's an extreme balancer to the mental realm. The joy that we seek, the love that we seek is often really rooted in how we feel, feeling good. So get into your body, dance, feel, sense, notice. It doesn't have to be a very, I want to say, analytical process. It can be very, very soft, gentle. It can be very soulful, whatever. This embodiment energy that comes through the page of pentacles, the noticing and the enjoyment of sensations is key. It is a key to rebalancing the mind and rebalancing your experiences. The next card that came up was the 10 of cups. So here we go with the emotional, social emotional component of what we can do this lunar cycle. I want you to notice all your loving relations. I want you to notice everything that transpires in your interactions with beings, sentient beings, animals, plants, people, all your relations. Take stock of all your relations and really, really notice where you are being cared for and who you are caring for and how damn good that feels. This is also part of the story. Yes, we need to go and give ourselves energetic protection. We need to make sure that we are looking out for ourselves, but that stuff cannot negate the amazing life that you have lived in all the amazing ways that you are connected and who you are connected to. It can't. It has to hold it all. If it doesn't, if your mind is not also paying attention to all the ways that you are connected and held well, then there's imbalance, right? And we have to choose what nourishes us. We have to choose what's loving for us, this lunar cycle. It's paramount in being able to do our work. It's paramount in actually being able to know what work you're going to put out. Knowing how you're nourished, knowing how you're connected, knowing where you're being sourced, knowing where that's happening in your life really helps you to know where you're placing your energy, where you're going to activate this year and dig in a little deeper, or what your position is in your community and among your circle of beloveds. So really, really taking stock. If you keep a gratitude journal, I know that's a really, really common thing for a lot of folks. If that means writing, you know, a letter or something or an email or a text to someone you care about and just acknowledging for a moment how much you love them and why you love them cool maybe it's just starting to take a moment each day you know a few minutes each day to just feel how you're loved feel it in your body feel the energy of that track the energy of that maybe it's that you are loving yourself so deeply in so many ways that it's a miracle. It's remarkable. It's something that's stunning to you. And you want to make note of all that. And maybe you want to even just do that. Like, what are those things that you are doing that make you feel so loved, so held, so cared for? These are the kinds of things that are going to give us a clearer and more holistic picture of what is actually happening in our lives, what's actually happening in the universe. It's going to balance out the extreme tendencies of maybe the seven of wands and the world in reverse and the boundary protection charge that's happening, the surge that's happening with that. And finally, this I 
kind of can't think of a better thing for this. I would like you to recall every memory of every natural space you have ever been in. Every place where you have ever walked on hollowed sacred wilderness. Go to those places in your heart and in your body. Feel them, love them, tend them, remember them. The Nine of Pentacles has arrived in this reading and they are sharing what it truly means to be rooted. They are sharing that there are so many ways that the earth is coming through, is shining through, and your body holds all those memories, holds them, keeps them, and tends them. And so revisit them this lunar cycle. Really, really remember every tree, every flower, every forest you've entered, every beautiful stream you've sat beside, every sunrise you've looked at, every mountain that you have ever driven past. Start to feel the memory of nature. Start to feel the memory of earth. Really, really feel the fullness of that. Nine, fullness, access the wholeness that comes through knowing the earth and body so deeply. As you're exploring your own sensate pleasure and joy, you're also experiencing the endless amounts of earth and body memory that comes with being on this planet, with forever being connected to this ground. So this is starting to reroute us. It's starting to give us the structural integrity that we need to move forward and to rise. There is a picture that is being painted in the societal mind that makes things seem very dire, very intense, and that's not inaccurate. There is that stuff for sure, but the lovers is almost like two halves of the same coin. And there's a responsibility that comes with the lovers that says we have an opportunity to choose. And do you choose only one half of this picture? And do you only choose a half of the picture that makes you scared only, or that makes you feel fear only, or that makes you feel like you can't do things or disempowers you? What are the visions of things that you are choosing? For many of us in this community, we come from marginalized experiences and identities, and we have lived through much. We have survived much, and we have thrived much. Many of us walk every day out our doors, and we choose how we want to live because we know that this is our right. It is not determined by any system of governance or system of oppression. It is actually where we choose to expand and how we choose to place our energy. I am not saying that those systems of oppression and structural injustices are not affecting us or impacting us, but we have to also give ourselves what nourishes us, give ourselves what has always nourished us. What would you tell your children? What would you want your friends to access? Would you want them to only see the world as a place that should be feared? If you start to perceive the world as a place that is available for you, that can hold you, that does hold you, 
that wants you here and that wants what you do here. There is so, so much that I think we naturally feel welcomed into, so much that we naturally want to create, so much that we'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I had this idea for this thing. And even though I don't know anyone right now who may be interested, I think that there's something there and I want to go and follow that. So I'm going to. I think that is the difference between seeing the world as a place that is, you know, available and accessible and a place that is not, that maybe like has more hindrances or boundaries or limitations or challenges. I think it has an an equal amount of both things. And it is up to us as to how we need to sense ourselves and where we're currently at in our mental landscape and how we can rebalance and Uh, resource ourselves. So let's get into a little bit of the lovers um, as a little bit of a bonus for this reading. The lovers is a card that is super dear to me. It's actually my life path number. For those of you who are familiar with numerology, it's my life card. It's the card that I have been working with unconsciously probably forever. And when I started getting into the tarot and into witchcraft, it became so apparent and really made a lot of sense. I think that this card speaks a lot to how we engage with the world, engage with our relationships, and how we choose to be in those relationships. I love actually that Gemini corresponds to the lover's card. I love that connection that's been made. Not everyone loves that, but I do. Because I do think it's a card actually that connects a lot to the mental landscape. The picture of our minds is often what will be fulfilled in our hearts, in our bodies. It's what we will actually recreate. It's what we will actually send our energy out and do. And I think it's a lot of how we will express. While emotion and energy of the heart are very, very important in this card, I think that the mind is often forgotten about in conversations about relationship and love and what we love. The mind is this amazing, amazing tool that can help us either create or destroy. And that really, really is down to our programming, our subconscious programming, the programming that we kind of received as children ages zero to seven. And I talk about my YouTube channel a little bit more about this in the next video about if the mind comes into harmony with what our goals are, what our dreams are, what our visions are, and our programming comes into harmony with that, there's no limit to what we can actually do. Just straight up, there's no limit to what we can actually create or what dreams we can bring into reality. It's really a matter of okay, here's my vision and how does my programming or the messages that I keep repeating in my brain or my perceptions, how does that line up with my actual dreams and goals? And for many of us who struggle to say, make our art or to bring our art into reality or shift some aspect of our creative journey, there's something about the programming that often doesn't line up. I hear this time and time again in readings, You know, like, I really want to create this project or I have this vision or this dream. 
but I don't think I can. Well, where did you learn that? Where did that come from? And many of us look at the where. We look at the origin story. We understand so many of you are in therapy. I know you do so much deep work, so much excavating in so many ways, like then not just even therapy, but in, you know, somatics or like in your creative process or in meditation or all sorts of things. Yet there's still so much about the mind that we are learning and that we are trying to understand. And I think that there's a lot about what we download in our earlier years that just kind of is on repeat. You may want to explore what kind of subconscious programming you think is going on and how that maybe isn't helping your current goals or dreams. And then maybe weaving in some recordings of affirmations or binaural beats or something like that, that may help you to reframe or just download a different program altogether, so to speak. Thinking about the lover's card and the ways that maybe the things that we love and the ways that we're kind of accessing the things that we love maybe aren't lining up. And so we have to kind of choose differently. We need to give ourselves what we love. We need to do that in a way that maybe requires us to shift our thought patterns, our frame of mind. I will say that with a lover's card, It's going to take some play, right? It doesn't have to be serious. When I think of Gemini, I think of a lot of playful energy. But Gemini is also a mutable air sign. So this is like, what are the ways that we can release some of this mental stuff? Maybe one of some of the ways that we can dissolve. Some of the ways that we can change and shift these energies of the mind. I hope that as I'm talking about this, you're getting creative ideas. You're getting things that are coming through to you that you're like, whoa, maybe I could try this or maybe I could do that. Gemini is also like a really powerful thread of connection. It's like, oh, I checked out this. I checked out that. I did this. I, you know, listened to that. There's like a lot of synapses that fire (laughs) with this card, (laughs) with this um, sign. Other things that I want you to kind of keep in mind about the lovers, especially because this reading brought them up so well. We were talking about boundaries and building those two high uh, walls. I think with lovers, the six energy really, really speaks to our giving, our receiving, our sharing, our experiencing, our listening, our speaking, you know, like the exchange of life, the flow and exchange of energy in life. What is happening in your life? Where's the energetic exchanges? How are you with listening? How are you with speaking up? Where are you giving a lot? Where are you maybe receiving a lot? Where are those things at? You know, I know like justice is often connected to balance, but I also see the lovers as having a lot of elements of balance within it as well, because it speaks deeply to our relationship with ourselves and the relationship we have with the world. The relationship that we have with ourselves gets harmonized and it's so interesting how that relationship gets harmonized with the world. Situations that may have really set you off before, when you're harmonized and when you're feeling good, they don't set you off quite the same way. And there's a lot of that that comes through in the lover's card. So starting to become aware of maybe your relationships 
and the balance of those relationships, both to yourself and to others, can be really, really helpful with the lover's card. One of the most profound messages of the sixes and the lovers in general, like as someone who's been living and journeying with this card in a really deep way, the lovers reminds me always that to just be myself and to just enjoy what I enjoy is enough. It's one of the greatest gifts you can ever give is to just love what you love and do what you love. And then you know that that kind of makes the world truly a better place. And so the six, while maybe earlier when we had the earlier three journey, you know, like thinking about how there are two sets of threes within a six, when we, you know, have the three of cups or we have the three of wands, things like that. It's like it's our first foray out into the world. It's where we're expanding for the very first time, really, in the journey. And yet, when we get to the six, it's like, well, I've expanded, but how do I also come back to myself? How do I nourish and source myself? How do I come back to myself? So coming back now to our reading, coming back to the suggestions that the tarot had for us in position three under the key portion of our reading, we had the page of pentacles, the 10 of cups, and the nine of pentacles. So we're sourcing and balancing our energy, our personal well, with the sensate pleasure and really embodiment and a deep connection to our bodies and really, really a a joyful one at that. We're also seeing all of our relations. We're taking stock of all the ways we are connected, all the ways that we are cared for and loved and really, really giving attention to that. And then we are tapping into the depth of memory that comes with being on this earth. The memory of every natural space we've been in, every tree that we've talked to and hugged, the flowers that we ingest and build deep relationships with. We are relishing the abundance of being on this planet and the memories and the true whole picture of that. So that when we start to perceive an opportunity, a situation, a person, when we're moving throughout our day, the walls are not so firm in the sense that nothing can get through because some of that stuff we really do want to come through. So if you're into doing like an energetic practice such as shielding, you know, like grounding, shielding, or centering, etc. You can call and ask for that shield to be letting in what you want it to be letting in. (laughs) Some days I just say, please let the highest and best come through and only the highest and best. And let me share the highest and best through this, you know, sphere of protection. You can ask for those things. You can intentionally build that in. The power of intention, the power of our thoughts, the power of our minds are so, so deep, so amazing. I hope this gives you a lot to work with, this lunar cycle. (laughs) It feels like a lot. I will say in terms of creativity, artwork, magic, there's many ways you can do this. You can record your own 
meditations and affirmations that you can listen to before bed at night. That's one thing. If you want to reprogram aspects of your mental plane, if you want to reshape the mental landscape, you can. Absolutely. I've been doing it. It works great for me and I enjoy it. (laughs) I highly recommend, you know, sitting down with a journal or something and writing out, you know, what are some of the goals and things that you feel like you haven't been able to get into something that maybe feels like it's being held back for whatever reason. And then you can kind of maybe identify a few of maybe the patterns or behaviors that you think are maybe hindering you from reaching those dreams, etc. You can also identify maybe some of the thoughts and the thoughts that go through your brain as you're like, you know, why didn't I get to this? And then think about it. Well, what thought came into your brain and how did you feel when you thought that thought? Stuff like that. And then once you've kind of given yourself a little space to reflect, you can start to think about what instead you could program and affirm using this recording method. And this is a great place where tarot can come in for you specifically. So you could pull a card asking tarot, asking spirit for assistance in what you can reprogram, what you can say, how you can affirm, what should you record? What energy should you bring in? What kind of affirmation? If you have a deck that uses affirmations such as I am statements or any particular, you know, statements that you can repeat and that are easy enough to remember, use that. You know, you're essentially making programming that lines up with the behaviors, the thoughts, and the patterns that you think would lead to your dreams and your goals. So the lovers is our first card. The second position is the seven of wands and the world in reverse. And then the third position is the page of pentacles, the 10 of cups, and the nine of pentacles. Nine of Pentacles, also one more thing that I should mention in this reading. The Nine of Pentacles really invites you to also take stock of where you are being literally supported, like in a very tangible way, materially. So see what has come to pass, see what has come to fruition, see what things have, you know, manifested, (laughs) you know, do you have the equipment for doing your artwork? Do you have the studio space? Has someone, you know, given you a grant? Like what's come through in your life? Did you get valuable knowledge and wisdom from someone in, you know, a trade reading? Did someone help you to learn how to craft spells? What the heck is going on? And how have you materially been supported? That's another nine of pentacles message that's coming through here at the end. Very interesting to have this seed to tree energy that's coming through here. To have the world also coming through in reverse. We want to build the structures and the ways that we do things that support the vision that we have. This is the last and final piece of this reading. The world reminds us that whatever systems, approaches, thoughts, ways of doing things, behaviors, patterns, etc., anything that you build into your life, routines, rituals, yada, yada, can be traced to what it is that you want to see come into fruition. 
What seed are you going to plant and what tree will arise? If you're planting a seed that is essentially going to not be what you dream of or not be what you want, then it's time to choose differently. Really listening to yourself, choose and select the seeds that are going to really support you and turn in to the fruit that you would like to see. So that is all for this reading. Wow, so, so much. I think there's much about this particular lunar cycle that's going to give us a lot of energy and a lot of great resets, reframes, repositioning to get into the year, get into the year that we can build and to do so with fun. A lover's invitation is a fun invitation. I know I talk pretty like direct and I can get really like down to the brass tacks about things, but I also want you to remember that everything that we do should be done pleasurably and joyfully and with a sense of play or whimsy or silliness. That's also part of how you approach things. It's also part of how you build things. So I got a reading not that long ago that invited me to to call in the trickster, you know, or to like remember the trickster, remember play, remember the fun of it all. None of this has to be intense or serious. You can have visions and have things that you want to bring into being and be as fun and joyful and pleasurable about it as you decide to. That's the other aspect. We are taught so often that to be disciplined or to be focused is to be intense, to have really dense energy. But I honestly think that there's a lot of our power that gets lost in that way of approaching things. There's so much power of creativity in play. There's so much problem solving and just like illumination that occurs. There's a lot of energy, not power only, but like energy. I feel more energized when I'm having a good time, right? Like many of us do. So even just the exploration of the lovers, when I talked about taking stock of your relations with the Ten of Cups or calling upon every memory that you've ever had of being, you know, in wilderness spaces or getting in tune with your body and embodiment through the page of pentacles. Any one of those suggestions is an invitation to have fun. Every one of those is an invitation to have fun. Have fun marking all the ways that you're connected and all the fabulous, silly ways that maybe those energies show up in your life. I think about this with my grandmother. So my grandmother passed away, but she always made like these really silly songs and she was always speaking in these fun voices to me over the phone when we would have conversations. And so like when I would draw upon a connection to her, she's my ancestor, and thinking about the relationship that we have and feeling sourced by that, I'm sourced by the silliness. <laughs> I'm sourced by the joyfulness of it all. What are the things that I love about being in relationship with her? What are the things that I find so funny and fascinating and just like curious and hilarious? That's the kind of shit that I really, really encourage you to dig into because that's also part of our choice. It's how we do things. It's 
how we attune to them. It's how we rebalance. It's what we're harmonizing towards. It's what we're integrating in. It's what we're weaving. We don't have to be serious about it all the time for it to be so deeply powerful or effective. So please find your way into this in the most loving, most fun, most playful possible way. Give yourself the space, give yourself the permission to experiment and to have a damn good time. (laughs) Have a damn good time. So I am so excited to offer this reading, to deliver it, to share it with you all. I hope you have a beautiful lunar cycle. This new moon will take us through February 1st, all the way to March 1st. We've got an awesome full moon in Leo on the 16th. If you really want to do some stuff for your artwork, then use that full moon if you want, leave it if you want look at it, gaze at it, play with it, (laughs) you know, Um, tumble around, enjoy, enjoy your time here. That's really part of the lover's card. How can we enjoy our time on this earth? Can we just love what we love, enjoy what we enjoy and, you know, be in that fully and see what comes from that. So I hope this reading has been helpful. I hope it unfolds in greater clarity over this coming lunar cycle. For those of you who are interested in a year ahead reading, please go and see the link down below. It's only happening this February. And also Spotify has just recently allowed podcasts to be reviewed. And I noticed that that's just a new feature that's come up. So if you would be so kind as to leave a review Uh, If you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy this work, if you enjoy the podcast, please go ahead on Spotify and leave a review under Art Witch Podcast. And if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, I would also really appreciate that. It helps when you subscribe, when you share, when you like things, go and review things. All of that stuff makes so much difference and it's all free. So thank you all so much for listening. Have a great moon cycle and take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.